to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Okay, well, we're going to talk about something this morning a little bit, and uh, it's going to help each and every one of us, and it's going to help new people, old people, middle people, every people. You're going to find out the Holy Ghost already started in this area already this morning like he does sometimes through other people. It's amazing how he hooks things together like that, but he does. Glory to God. So take your Bible this morning. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to walk through this this morning so I stay out of trouble. But we're going to explain it on natural terms, basically. How many know a lot of things in the church have become spooky and super spiritual? And you just got to understand that you were born into a kingdom, praise God, and you're born into the kingdom of God. There's nothing spooky about it. There's nothing extraordinarily spiritual about it. We are spirit beings, and basically we operate in the world as a spirit being. But still, we don't have to get all spooked out and all crazy in order to try to explain things. So we're going to bring something down to earth this morning, and I'm sure you will enjoy it. All right, Corinthians chapter 1, are you there? Look at verse 10. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. I'll look at it again. I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Why? so that there won't be divisions among you and that you may be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. This here is talking about speaking. It's talking about communication. Basically here it's saying that God's desire for every human being is to speak the same thing. Why does he want that? So there will be no divisions among you. God is not into division. Basically he's into unity. So here we see that speech is a very important thing, even in the cultures of different countries. We went over there and we ran into some people, and how many know my wife talks to everybody? No. I mean everybody. And a lot of times when we talked to people, they were not responding, and she was talking, and I was saying, honey, chances are they don't know what we're talking about because they're from another country. And we ran into some people from France, and they, of course, they spoke French. And we ran into some other people from this country, and of course, they spoke their language from that country. So we couldn't really communicate with them or be joined together with them because we didn't talk the same language. In other words, there was two languages there, and it caused a division among us. But we could tell where they were from by their language. In other words, if they were speaking French, I figured out that they were probably from France. Praise God. So basically, what does that do? It's part of a culture. It tells you who you are. It tells you where you're from. It tells you what you came from. Well, God in our lives wants us to be separate from the world. And in order to do that, he's done many things in our life. But one thing he's done is he's given us a way to talk or a way to speech so that we can speech differently than someone else. In other words, people who are around us will find out that we talk differently than they talk, basically, because we're from a different country or we're from a different kingdom. So basically what he did when the Holy Spirit came upon us and came in us the day that you got born again and became in the kingdom of God, the Spirit of God came to live in you. Say in me. In so many of the songs that we sing and stuff talk about the Lord being with you and that's great but let me tell you what, being in you is better than being with you. 
And the Holy Ghost is on the inside of us. So the Spirit of God is on the inside of us. And with Him, He brought every spiritual gift you will ever need in your life. It's already in here. We're not looking for it out here. It's already on the inside. And what God tries to do is bring out of you what's already in you. How many know there's probably still some things in you? Come on, a lot of things, even in me yet, that have not been brought out yet. A lot of things have been brought out, but there's still things in me that need to be brought out by the Spirit of God. And basically, a lot of those things deal with the way that we act, with the way that we talk, with what's going on. So basically, here it says he wants everybody to speak the same thing. Say, speak the same thing. thing. Now, let's just talk for a minute. If you get around other Christians and you come together, many times when I get around other pastors even, I'm not even then speaking the same thing. Many of them are speaking fear. Many of them are speaking unbelief. Many of them are speaking religion. Many others say, and you can tell when you're talking, you're not making any connection with them because it's not what you're talking. You ever have somebody say something you really like and you said, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. <laughs> and it's hard basically to find connections to people and with the same ideas, the same views, the same godly things so that you're lined up with them and you're talking with them together. So here he says when that happens, there are something called divisions. Say divisions. That's why when immigrants come or illegal come into the country of the United States, they need to learn to speak the language. Bilingual equals divisions. Come on, you can go to some cities right now and you don't even know what's going on and you live here. And you're a citizen here, but you can't understand a word they're saying because nobody's talking the language of the country. Well, it's the same way. We need to be changed once we're born in the kingdom of God, and we need to speak a language that lines up with heaven so that we can be in unity with heaven so there's no divisions between us and heaven. Hallelujah. All right, go to Genesis chapter 11. All right, Genesis chapter 11, look at verse 1. It says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let's go and build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven, and let us build us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they all have one, what? Language. And this they began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Now here's some people in the Old Testament, they get together, they want to build a city. In other words, they want a little fame. They want to put their name on some accomplishment that they did. God comes down and he sees that and he says, we've got a problem here because all these people are talking the same language. They're in agreement together. There is no division among them. So God says, because of this, they can do whatever they need to do and whatever they want to do because their language is in unity with one another. So notice in verse 7, 
Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So notice, God did not come down and destroy the work that they were doing. He confused their language, which then destroyed the work that they were doing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's too deep for you. I know it is. I know it is. Yeah, he confused their language because as soon as he did that and there was a separate and a division, basically they could not finish what they were trying to do or called to do because they had a different language from each other and it caused division. Are you following me? And what is this called? It's called the Tower of what? Babel. Say Babel. And what does Babel mean? Babel means confusion. Babel means different speech. Babel means you're mixed up. Babel means all these things. So God came down and confused their language. Now, in the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned, before that, they had the same language as God. They walked in the cool of the day. They weren't trying to meditate on what God was saying. God was saying it. God wasn't wondering what they were saying. They were saying it. They had communications because they had someone by the name of the Holy Ghost on the inside of them who was their communication phone line from themselves to God. So they just walked in the cool of the day. They talked with God. They spent time with God. But then when they sinned, and basically they lost the Spirit of God on the inside of them, they lost their communication with God. In other words, they were separated from it. The Spirit of God left. The phone line was shut down. And all at once they could no longer really communicate that well with God by the fact that they lost the Spirit of God when they rebelled against the kingdom of God. Are you following me? All right, go to Mark 16. All right, Mark chapter 16, let's go to verse, where do I want to start here? Well, let's just go to verse 15. These are people who he preached beforehand, if you believe you will be born again into the kingdom of God. In verse 15, he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to how many creatures? He that believed and is baptized will be saved, and he that believes not shall be saved. Notice, it's not your responsibility to make them get saved. It's your responsibility to preach the gospel so don't get rejected when they don't like the gospel that you're preaching. Praise God. Verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall what? Recover. Okay, now here we see why Jesus came back. Jesus came back to make a way into the kingdom of God for each and every one of us to get born back into the kingdom of God. But notice what he also did. He supplied the speech that was lost in the garden back to mankind. Here it says, these are evidences of you being a kingdom citizen. Well, what do I do? I heal the sick. What do I do? I cast out devils. What do I do? I get supernatural protection. Whatever I eat and drink, basically, it doesn't harm me. And what else do I do? I speak in something called new tongues. Say new tongues. So these signs shall follow them that believe, not the pastor, not the pope. These that believe. Are you these that believe? Yeah. All right, then these signs shall follow us, basically. And it's not French he gave us. It's not English he gave us. It's not Spanish he gave us. It's kingdom he gave us. So the new tongues that we have are a direct contact, once again, to the kingdom of God with no separation between us by the power of the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Amen. All right, go to Acts chapter 2. 
All right, Acts chapter 2, look at verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rush and mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. So what happened here? Here's the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit's finally being brought back to the earth realm. When he comes to the earth realm and he gets on the inside in and upon believers, all at once they started speaking in a different language than they had before because the Spirit was giving them utterance to do it. This was the return of the kingdom language from way back when it was lost in the garden to people in this day and age to now where you have this language that we call speaking in tongues. do 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 but it's not that. It's just the return of the kingdom language that they had at one time back to each and every one of us so that we could once again speak. And it says here, they spoke the wonderful works of God. Hallelujah. So when we speak in tongues or we talk in the new language, we're speaking of basically kingdom language. We're not babbling anymore. We're not confused anymore. We're in unity. And as long as we're in unity with heaven, anything that you desire will happen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. A lot of times we're not receiving from heaven because we're not in the same speech as heaven. Amen. We're not even in the same will as heaven. But the Holy Ghost, basically, when you speak in the Spirit of God, and notice what it says, the Spirit gives me utterance. Say the Spirit, the Spirit. gives me utterance. Give me utterance. Alright, so those of you who are struggling with it, don't operate in it, whatever, you have the, let me just tell you this morning, you have the ability to speak in tongues this morning. We don't have to do any kind of homake, labakishi, and dance around or anything. It's already on the inside of you. It's there, and it's for you as a gift if you want it. And let me tell you, it's a gift you need. Yes. It's a gift that helpeth you in a lot of ways. But notice what it says. The Spirit himself prompted them to speak in tongues. The Spirit himself prompted them to speak in tongues. Now, if the Spirit was going to prompt them, how many know he lives in their heart and in their spirit, not in their head? So he wasn't up here dialing things up. He was coming from in here and prompting them. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I prompted, but you spoke. Yeah. Say, glory to, God. glory to God. I prompted, but you spoke. The Spirit of God prompts you, but you have to spoke. And a lot of times when you speak at first, it may sound like a little child babbling, just like a little child babbles. I mean, Talon's not even two years old, and she says words, and half the words she said aren't even the right words that she's trying to say, but you understand them because you know what she's saying. French fries. I know what that is. I know what it is now. French fries. She wants French fries. I've got it. And every day she's learning more. Pretty soon she'll be able to say, I would like French fries. Come on, but right now it's shrench rice. So when you start to pray in the spirit language that you never prayed for before, it may be ba, 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 da, da, ba, da, da. You're just a baby. Keep praying. And the more you pray, the more it comes, and the more it comes, the more it flows. But I'll tell you, there's somebody in the way, and he's right here between your ears. Who wants to say that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard? You're totally wasting your time. Don't you dare do that. And there are churches that come up with doctrines against... Why is that? Because they have deadhead pastors. Come on, I'm sorry, but I'm telling you the truth right now. 
How can you keep somebody from their native language and think you're teaching them something to do when they need their native language? Jesus came and sent the Holy Ghost so we could have that language. And basically here it says the Spirit of the Lord will prompt you. And when he prompts you and people say, well, can you be a Christian and not pray in tongues? Well, be, can you be a Christian and not operate in your authority? Can you be a Christian and not read your Bible? Then you can be a Christian and not operate in the gift that's on the inside of you. But the gift is already on the inside of you. And one of the things this does when you start to do it, it gives you an awareness of the Spirit of God in you because it's him prompting you to do it. It's not you. And for you to do it, he has to be in there in order for you to do it. So while I'm praying in tongues, I'm aware that he's there or else I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Praise God. All right, go to Romans chapter 8. And for you watching on the internet, don't shut us down yet. Let me go through the scriptures and explain this to you, that it's real, it's something there, it's beyond the natural realm, but you're beyond the natural realm for God's sake, so just relax, everything will be fine, praise God. All right, Romans chapter 8, look at verse 26, everybody knows this scripture, it says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities or our weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now that's good, isn't it? That means when I'm praying in tongues, I'm, I'm in the will of God. If I'm praying the will of God, the Bible already tells us, if we pray according to his will, he hears us. So if I'm praying in the Spirit, I know He's listening to me. I know He's hearing me. Whatever I'm praying in the Spirit is going to Him, and He understands it. Now, if you're spending all your prayer time praying out of line with the will of God, He doesn't even hear you. So we want to pray in line with the will of God. So we study the Bible. We find out the will of God. We pray in line with the will of God. But when you're praying in the Spirit, basically, you're praying right directly in line with the will of God Himself. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I prompted, you spoke. Say, glory to God. I prompted, you spoke. When you understand this and start operating in it, the Holy Ghost will prompt you at times. First, you probably got to set aside 10 or 15 or a half hour a day just to practice this and work on it. But once it starts flowing in your life, the Holy Ghost will prompt you anytime, anywhere, any place. You can be watching your favorite TV program and all at once, knock, 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 knock. <laughs> So then you're sitting there watching your favorite TV program going, See, why is that? Because he knows what needs to be prayed for, when it needs to be prayed for, how it needs to be prayed for, and he needs vessels. God cannot pray for it himself. He's given us the authority down here, and we allow him. Whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So it's totally up to us. So he has made us prayer tents, basically. Prayer lives on the inside of us. The Holy Ghost lives on the inside of us. And when he prompts you to pray in the Holy Ghost, then you pray in the Holy Ghost. You practice praying in the Holy Ghost. You can pray in the Holy Ghost anywhere, anyplace, anytime. You don't have to be in a grocery store and say, because they'll probably take you away. You can just pray under your breath, and you can pray in the Holy Ghost. And sometimes when you pray for people, basically, you'll be prompted to do that rather than speak in English. Well, then just pray in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do whatever's prompting you in here to do it. Sometimes when we lay hands in here, and I lay hands on people, all at once when the anointing starts to flow, the Spirit of God rises up in me, and He gives me words for people that I'm laying hands on. How many of that has ever happened to? 
All right, well, those aren't, and then they come back and say, what did you say? And I don't have any idea because it was prompted to me in that 30 seconds that I gave it to you, and I moved on. I didn't have it wrote down. Let me see. I want to say this over. It's not there, but you were prompted to say something, so you just threw it out there, praise God, and moved on. That's all you do. Why? Because there was a prompting on the inside. And when that prompting comes, and it does not come from here, it comes from here. And this will say, no, no, no. But this will say, yes, yes, yes. So you've got no versus yes, no versus yes. But we're supposed to live from the inside out because we're spirit beings, not from the outside in. So basically, it's another way of doing it. Here it says it's a prayer language. It's awareness of the dwelling that's on the inside of you. And you can have it and not use it. There's no questions. Now look at the result of praying in tongues. Say praying in tongues. Look at verse 28. And we know. Say and. How many know that's a continuation? And we know that all things work together for good for them that love God to them that are called according to his purpose. So these scriptures are tied together, aren't they? That don't mean that, that basically you can run out and do a bunch of nasty stuff and say, well, all things work together for good for God. That's just the way it is. That's what the scripture says. No, that's not what the scripture says in context. And you've got to read the Bible in context. You just can't be pulling scriptures out here and there. Praise God. You've got to read the whole thing. Well, this is dealing with you and the language that were restored to you by Jesus and the Holy Spirit back to the original language we had so that we can communicate directly with God and according to the will of God at the same time. All right, go to Acts chapter 10. All right, Acts chapter 10, look at verse 45. All right, go back to verse 44. We might as well read from there. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, how did they know that? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Okay, so here they were praying for people, and basically they, they were praying, and when they prayed for them, the Spirit of God came upon them, and they started speaking with other tongues. What was that? That was a signal, or that was a verification. They had now entered the kingdom of God, and they had kingdom language now given to them, and it was coming out of the inside of them that had been on the inside of them, but now came out of the inside. What was the evidence of kingdom of God? Speaking with other tongues tongues. The same side. These signs shall follow them that believe. They will speak with other tongues. So tongues are a sign that you are attached to the kingdom of God. And the Bible says tongues are a what to the unbeliever? Sign to the unbeliever, not to the believer. That is why when people here, like when we ran into that people from France and they talked French, nobody had to tell me that they were from a different country. They couldn't understand me. I couldn't understand them. I didn't even know it was French until they told me because I don't know French from anything else. But it's the same way when we're around other people, they hear us speaking in that language. They're going to inquire why we talk that language. And we can say because that's our hometown country language and it's called tongues. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you following me? And we're afraid to do anything like that because it's so spooky. We might have to explain what we're doing. And what you're doing is you just move back to your home country and you got your language back. Praise God. 
It's like if you move away from the United States and you move someplace for 40 years and you speak their language, you come back. Sometimes it's hard to learn that language again that you had to begin with. And there's people who are immigrants here who come here and they, and they graft it into the English language. And now when their grandparents come, they can't even communicate because the kids speak English and they speak a different language. So what does that do? It causes division, don't it? So basically what God wanted to do, he didn't want no division between Papa and you. He wanted to talk us the same language, praise God. He wanted to be on the same with it. He wanted to be unified with it. So what did he do? He filled us with the Holy Ghost. And when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, here it says you speak in other tongues. I remember we were going to a church one time. A friend of mine wanted to take me to church down to Stewart. I went to Stewart. And I sat down, got to Bolton. Didn't know what I was looking for. He just wanted me to come. And on the back of Bolton, it said, we speak one language, and that's English. And I said, well, we might as well go. Because I know what this church—I know what this church believes right now. I don't have to hear the sermon. I don't have to hear the message. I don't have to hear anything else. They don't even believe in the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of them, who gives me language. Praise God. So this is something we don't have to be ashamed of. If you're not operating in it today, you can. If you desire it, it's not spooky. It's not wild. It's not weird. It's not out there someplace. It's a simple thing. When you join another country, if you move to France today, how many know you'd have to learn the country language? Well, we moved back into the kingdom of God, but we didn't have to learn it. it. The whole language was given to us. We didn't have to babble on our thing for weeks and try to repeat it. It was just placed on the inside of us, and now it's in there right now. Praise God. Isn't that good news? All right, go to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 14. And now some of you who are familiar with tongues, I'm going to show you why you're having issues. And it's because you're not taking your language serious enough to spend time with your language, and that's why you have problembos in a lot of areas of your life, because you're trying to reason them out rather than pray them out. Amen. See, a lot of times you're dealing with spiritual issues, and you're trying to figure them out in your head. That's why you have the same problem over and over and over again, because you're trying to get through it in the natural, and if you just take time to pray in tongues, it'll probably push you right on through. You know, and Lou and Luann got up and talked this morning about their friend who got, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. That wasn't an accident that she shared this morning. I didn't know she was going to share this morning, but I knew what the Holy Ghost was setting up. So it didn't take 14 hours of teaching to her. She didn't have to go through Bible class for four years. She didn't have to do anything. It was already on the inside of her. Do you see what I mean? She just didn't know it was in there. And what you know it isn't in there, you won't activate it. It's in there. It's activated. Prophecy is in us. It'll, it can be activated at any time. Word of wisdom can be activated at any time. These things are in us, but we don't believe we have them, and we don't believe they're for us because we've been taught the pastor has all that stuff, and basically I hope he uses it for me and gives me a word. We'll get a word. The same ghost in me is the same ghost in you. Why does the ghost in me got to talk to the ghost in you so you know what he's talking about? Come on, you can get a word from God. You can pray in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, God will show you who you're praying about and what you're doing, but a lot of times he won't either. And that's when this comes involved. Well, how long are you going to do this? My God. And then you look at your watch, and you thought you were praying for four hours and like seven minutes. You say, my God, I thought I was praying for days. When I first started this, can I, can I share with you? When I first started this, I had just gotten an iPhone, which I didn't know how to operate. But I did know how to push the timer on it and start a stopwatch. So whenever I was prompted to pray in the Holy Ghost, I would hit start. 
And whenever I was done, I'd push stop. And I'd go through the day, and maybe two hours later, I'd be prompted, so I'd start. And then I'd stop, and I'd start. So at the end of the day, I could see how much I actually prayed in the Holy Ghost that day, rather than trying to figure out. Sometimes I turn around, man, an hour and a half. I prayed in the Holy Ghost today, and I didn't set aside that hour and a half. I didn't do anything. I just prayed when I was prompted, and it kept me going. So that helped me to all the time look for the prompting, because I had to start the timer. See, I didn't want to pray in the Holy Ghost and not start the timer because it shows I didn't pray for four seconds that I might have prayed. Come on, all of you were a little religious when you got born again. Don't give me that look like you're all, like you're all something powerful. Don't give me that stuff. No, 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 no. No, that's the way it was. But, but there's things in our life we can have blown out of our lives if we would just communicate directly with heaven. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Look at verse 2. For he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks what? Mysteries unto God. So when I'm doing that, I'm speaking mysteries, and people say, I don't understand what you're saying. Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to God. It says right there, I'm not talking to you. So don't panic. Just leave me alone. Let me talk to God. Maybe I'm going to get something for you. You see? Well, I ain't going for him again. He, he prays in the Holy Ghost. Well, thank God. Maybe that's the answer you need. I'm getting right now. And just because you can't, and that's your problem. You want to understand everything to begin with. We probably need to pray for your mind to start off with before we even start the prayer in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. But no, you're speaking unto God. You're speaking directly to God. So tongues are a key many times to overcoming obstacles in our life. He, she talked about this morning that person got into a place to where they felt like there was a wall up. Did you ever get there? Felt like maybe you were getting a little dry. Felt like things weren't going very good. Felt like you weren't growing spiritually. Felt like you, well, what's the problem? You've not been praying in the Spirit. The Spirit takes you further into the natural realm. You can only go so far in the natural realm. Lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. Naturally, the only thing you can do is lay your hand on them. But spiritually, they can recover. Are you following me? But not until you lay hands on them will they recover. So it works together. So in the natural realm, I used to get to places, you know, when you preach, I was preaching on Monday, I was preaching on Wednesdays, I was preaching on Thursdays, all different places. And basically at that time, I was always high. Because when you preach, you get high. No hangover. No, the anointed spirit of God comes on you, the anointing comes on you, you get high. So I didn't have a problem. But when I stopped preaching at all these places and centered it on one place, at that time after a Tuesday night teaching, Friday morning I wake up and I thought, my God, God left the entire earth and me alone and I don't know where he went and I'm in the desert and I don't know what happened and I didn't know that I had to pray my way through. So I tried to think my way through. See, if I just listen to two more tapes, if I just do this, what's that right back into religion, didn't we? If I just try harder, if I just cry when I pray. Maybe he'll do something. If I jump up and down, if I kneel, I said, kneel, all right, I'll kneel. That didn't do it either. What happening? I got stuck in the natural realm to a place where I couldn't get through what I was thinking. A lot of the problems that you deal with on a daily basis, if you prayed beforehand, you wouldn't be having those problems now. I know. I know all about it. Yeah. See? You wouldn't be having those issues right now because you're praying in the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of God already knocked them out of your way, took them out of your way, or has given you information about them before they came. In the Old Testament, there were prophets in there who knew where the army was going to come and strike before the army even came, and that's the Old Testament, for God's sakes. Well, the New Testament, it will reveal things to you. It will give you wisdom. It will give you knowledge at certain times that you need. It will tell you what to pray in a situation, but this is something that you have to do and something you have to practice 
whenever you hit a spiritual wall. So sometimes when you hit a spiritual wall, don't always look at sin. God Almighty. Well, what did I do to sin now? And you start digging it up. Oh. No, no, no. No, just go forward. Praise God. Move forward. And you do that basically by praying in the Holy Ghost. And basically the Holy Ghost will put you through those times. How many know you can pray in the Holy Ghost at any time? Hallelujah. Say, praise the Lord. Praise Say, glory to God. Glory to God. All right, I prompted and, and you spoke. All right, look at verse 15. What is it then? Well, I will play, pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. Also, I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. Else, when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing he understands not in what you say? For thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. So here's Paul. Once again, he's talking. He says, by praying in tongues, what happens? When I pray in tongues, I will pray in the Spirit but I will also pray with my understanding. Now, this was a revelation for me because when you go into your prayer time, it seems better for me, for me, if I pray in the Spirit first, then I pray in the understanding because sometimes it gives me some things to pray for that I was not going to pray for. And it helps me, it, just like it said in, you know, in Romans about praying the will of God, it takes the selfishness out of my prayers. Let's face it, most Christian prayers are pay for my mortgage, give me a new house, give me a new car, help me here, do this, do that. All of it's about me, 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 me. Well, when you get in line with the will of God and you pray in tongues, it's hardly ever about you, 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 you. It's probably about somebody else. And I've got to set aside my time to pray for somebody else? I don't think that's fair at all. So God prompts me to pray for an hour, and I'm sitting there praying for an hour, wasting my time. I could be doing something else. But see, you can't think that way. You've got to understand what's going on. You're just communicating directly with God, and you're praying in line with the will of God, and basically it's helping someone else or even helping you or even helping your children or even helping your family. A lot of things are going on in this world right now because the church is not praying the Holy Ghost enough. Why is that? Because most of the church don't even believe in the Holy Ghost that much. But this is a new generation. This is a new time. This is a kingdom generation. These are people who are going to take the stuff of the kingdom of God and not only say they got it, but they're going to start using it, praise God. And we're going to elevate into a realm where we walk in peace and joy no matter what comes our way, praise God. Don't make any difference. Nothing can pull us down. Nothing can keep us down. And that's where this, this generation's going. It's going to be a new breed that's even going to scare Christians. Yeah, because there's a way we can live as kingdom people. So notice what it says else here. It says, for thou verily givest thanks well. So when I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, I'm giving thanks according to the will of God well. But notice, I only use it in my prayer language when I'm giving thanks to God. I don't use it when I sit down to Thanksgiving Day dinner with my family. Tom, you're home for the year. All our brothers and sisters here, go ahead and pray over the food. How I many you know that ain't going to work? So it's giving thanks well, but not in that situation. So you've got to give thanks well in English, or else it's not going to work for you. So I'm not going to do that in front of my relation and scare them or do whatever I do. And nobody understands, well, how can they say amen? Amen. To what? So be it. You don't even know what I said. So we don't use it for that. It's our private prayer language to use at our own time and in our own situations. Hallelujah. All right, go to Acts chapter 19. And I'm hurrying now. 
Natasha says that she didn't preach for a long time and she was so full. I didn't preach for one week and I'm so full. I don't know what to do with that, right? <laughs> All right, Acts chapter 19, look at verse 2. Oh, I better go back to verse 1 again. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, like most of the church, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, under that which were you baptized, they said unto John, baptism. Then said Paul, John, verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with other tongues and they also prophesied praise God so the gift here they are again on the inside somebody lays hands now we'd have to make a, a gospel of you must lay hands in order for somebody to get filled with the Holy Ghost because that's not true either but this is a way you can minister the Holy Ghost to somebody by laying hands on them and you just praying in the Holy Ghost and when you do the Holy Ghost sort of jump starts on the inside of them and all, once they get to where they're basically praying in the Holy Ghost at the same time. So if somebody comes up to you and you just say, hey, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, I think I am. And do you pray in other tongues? No, I don't pray in other tongues. Would you like to pray in other tongues? Well, that's just for the pastor. Then you can slap them and say, that's not just for the pastor. It's for everybody who's out there. You've got everything on the inside of you. And then you can pray for them. And you don't have to say, come, Holy Ghost. Well, you can do whatever you want. But you just pray in the Holy Ghost. And basically, like, like Luann talked about, and the Spirit of God will rise up on the inside of them. And it will make them jump into a place where they're doing it also. Praise God. Isn't isn't that good? Yeah. Praise God. So these were people who hadn't even heard about the Holy Ghost. All right, go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say, glory to God. Glory to God. I prompted, you spoke. But watch this. People say, well, I don't understand the language. Speak after me. Guga, gaga, guga. Come on. Repeat after me. Guga, gaga, guga. Did you repeat it? Did you understand what it said? What's the difference? When you get prompted, you speak it. It doesn't have to be something legible. Praise God. And 90% of the time, it's not. All right. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Look at verse 4. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself but he that prophesies edifies who? Now notice here, when you pray in tongues, you build up, let me see what it says, builds you up, makes you strong, and does himself good. Now we got people and Christians who, and I'm nothing wrong with this, go to the gym, hour a day, got to go to the gym seven to eight, got to build them up, got to look strong, got to look good, got to look in a physical realm, got to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But all the time their spirits, this wee little thing in there saying, help me, help me. And, and people get so proud of their outside look, you better be proud of your inside look. Amen. And I believe in Peter it says something about directed at women, where don't get so concerned about your makeup and about your hair and about all this stuff, but you need to deal with the spirit on the inside of you. Come on. Now let me, let me help you. We like your makeup. And it even said the wearing of clothes, and you better do that in here. That's one thing we're not going to tolerate in here. So that's out. If you're going to follow that scripture to the T, we're not doing that. Praise God. No, 
But what's he confident? He's about the inside. Let's work on the inside. And not only for women, men need to work on the inside. You need to pray on the inside. M- many of the financial adventures that I got in that were productive came out of praying in the Holy Ghost. All at once they came up on the inside of me or they came in front of me. And I knew right away, that's it. I didn't have to say, well, let me pray about it for the next 14 years and figure out what's going on. I just knew it because of praying in the Holy Ghost had me, had me tentative or had me sensitive to do what needed to be done. So to get direct contact with God, basically it's building us up in the spirit realm. It's like spiritual exercise. All right, go to Jude 20. Jude is right before Revelations. Let me help you. Chapter 1. A few of you got it. A few of you got it. Most of you have never been to Jude, apparently. (laughs) All right, Jude, verse 20. But you, beloved, say that's me, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying what? In the... In the Holy Ghost. So I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. What are we doing? Building up my faith. Why? It takes faith to believe in the Holy Ghost. It takes faith to believe the Spirit of God's on the inside. It takes you faith to think you're connecting with God. It makes you faith to think that you're doing something other than babbling. All that stuff exercise faith in your life. And one thing I found out that has done for me, hallelujah, is the Bible says that the tongue is an evil thing. No man can tame the tongue. Praying in the Holy Ghost will tame your tongue. The more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more you pray in the Holy Ghost. It's just the way it is. The more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more you just, and you're not thinking of praying in the Holy Ghost, you just all want to start praying in the Holy Ghost. You're walking down the aisle in Walmart, and all wants to come out. Why? Because you've been praying in the Holy Ghost, and it, it keeps it lit in there, keeps it energized, keeps it going on the inside of you. So here it says it builds us up, praise God. It builds our faith, and it also will tame your tongue. I want to say something, but I don't know if I should say it or not. I can't do it. I just can't. (laughs) Go to Isaiah chapter 28. I found in my own life, this is gospel according to me, in my own life, the more I pray in tongues, the less I talk in English. I don't know why that is, but it is. And people think you're depressed just because you're not saying anything. No, you've prayed in the Holy Ghost and you don't really want to talk about what needs to be talked about in the natural realm because it don't make any difference anyway, so you're not really involved in it. So the more I pray in tongues, the less I seem to talk in the natural. If I give tongues a break, then I seem to talk a lot more in the natural. Now, that's just me. I can't find that in here anywhere, so I can't say it's gospel, but I want to clarify that. Okay, Isaiah chapter 28, are you there? All right, now look at this. This is so good. For with stammering lips, verse 11, or verse 10, we'll start there. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. God, this is good. People are burnt out. 
People are wore down. People are messed up. Why? Because they're not taking this seriously. We're praying in tongues, basically, is the rest that you need. See, you, you don't need a new car. You don't need a bigger house. You don't need another vacation. You don't need this and that. That's not going to help you. It's going to help you for a short period of time. Then you're going to be in the same spot. But praying in the Holy Ghost, look what it says. It'll give rest to its people who are weary, and it will refresh you. Praying in the Holy Ghost. But notice what he says at the end. They would not hear. In other words, people knew this, but they still wouldn't do it. Why? They were still looking for a natural way. See, we want to figure everything out. That way we can write it in our book when we did. This is what we did to figure it out. But no, no. Here it says praying in the Holy Ghost will do that to you. If you're tired, you pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're weary, you want refreshed, you pray in the Holy Ghost. If you want revived, you pray in the Holy Ghost. What are you doing? It's like lifting weights in the Holy Ghost in another tongue. So here in the Old Testament, he says, I'm going to give you something that's going to help you out. But he also says there's going to be many people that will not even hear it and will not even do it. And a lot of that, of course, is in the church. But it's a lot of people who have this gift and simply don't use this gift. And the reason you don't use this gift is because the devil doesn't want you using this gift. I'm telling you right now, he don't want you praying in the Holy Ghost. You know why? He can't even understand it. You pray in English, he can understand what you're looking for. You pray in the Holy Ghost, he's just dumbfounded at the whole thing. And ain't a thing he can do to stop it and a thing going on. So what does he do? He lies to people. Not necessary. Stupid. These people are radical. These people are way out there someplace. No, we're not out there someplace. We're just speaking our regular language. When I talk English, nobody comes up to me and says, you're way out there someplace. No, English is my language here. Well, kingdom is my language there, basically. So we're not out there anywhere. We're just partaking of the language that he already has given each and every one of us. All right, Acts chapter 2. Say, praise the Lord. Praise Say, glory to God. Glory to God. Say, boo-boo, boo-boo. boo-boo. <laughs> I prompt. You spoke. All right, Acts chapter 2, look at verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift. Say the gift. The gift. Of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now, tongues, have, some places have been limited and put into a box where it's for this church or that denomination or this denomination or that or this. Notice, it's for everybody. It's to those who are here. It's to your children. It's to your children's children. And it's to those who are far off. That means the bum on the street corner that you saw there the other day looking like he was a mess, the Holy Ghost and the praying in tongues is actually for him. But we certainly don't think about that, do we? No, because it's going on. We were on the trip, and man, you know, you see things you don't normally see when you're on a trip. And we were, where were we, New Mexico or Colorado or someplace? And we just stopped because we had to take a bathroom break. We were driving seven hours, and basically we went to a Burger King quick and just got a burger to go, and we came out to the car, and there was some young kid sitting there eating right out of the trash can. Picking stuff out, finding it, eating. So, of course, we gave him some money or whatever, but you don't see that kind of stuff. How many know the Holy Ghost is for him? for him it's for everybody it's a way of communicating again and getting your life in order and being used by God many people don't know their purpose simply because they're trying to get it out of their head see if you try to get the purpose out of your head you'll have a thousand purposes by next week 
That's what your head does. No, do this. And then you see somebody doing something. Well, I got to join with them. No, I got to join with them. No, I got to feed the animals. I got to feed the kids. I got to feed the moms. I got to feed the dad. I got to feed myself. I got to feed everybody. I got to. And Preston, you're so mixed up. No, when you pray out of the Holy Ghost, he will reveal to you what your specific purpose is and then give you the power to back it up. Otherwise, you'll be like a bush going out in 92 different directions and never producing any fruit in any of them. Come on, are you listening this morning? I just wanted to see if you were still with me. Ran a, ran a little long this morning. This might have went 50 minutes. Oh, Jesus, help us all. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But it's for everybody. It's for you this morning. It's for me this morning. Do I need to pray in the Holy Ghost more? Yes, I need to find time and I need to do it when I'm prompted no matter what I'm doing. But if you're in this church and sometimes we say join hands and we pray in the Holy Ghost and you're one standing there feeling bad because you're not doing it, you don't have to feel bad you're not doing it because you can do it. You can do it. Praise God. Is that a commercial or something? Where did I get that? You can do that. You can do it. Praise God. It's already on the inside of you. All you got to do is the prompting that's in there. What do I do? When it comes out, I just say what's ever there. What are you saying? I don't care. I just know he's listening and it's good stuff. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what we're going to do. Hallelujah. If you do not operate in this gift, but you'd like to operate in this gift, I'm just going to have you stand up, and I'm going to have only two, say two, two. I prompted, you spoke, only two people around you who do pray in tongues, lay hands on you and pray in tongues. And we're just going to all pray in tongues a little bit, and then the entire church is going to speak at one big language, and we're going to use that language together, and that way all things will be possible for us. And it's, no, it's no, nothing terrible that you don't pray in tongues like it's some kind of thing. I mean, if you don't walk in love, nobody, nobody really cares, you know, all this stuff. It's basically a gift for you that you can have. It belongs to you. God gave it to you. God wants you to have it. God wants to be able to communicate with you. So there's an opportunity for you to do it, praise God. And if you'd like that to do this morning, you can just stand up right now where you're at, praise God. If you don't, that's fine and dandy. That's all I can do to do it. Very good. Thank you. Young man. It always takes a young man to lead, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, just wait, wait, wait. Anybody else? That's it. Everybody else praising tongues in this church? My God, we're a lot more powerful than I thought we were, praise God. Hallelujah. And my spirit tells me somebody lying. Sorry. Sorry. I prayed in the Holy Ghost this morning. You better be careful. Yeah, I don't want to start pointing anybody out. Handcuff me, somebody. Hallelujah. This is your opportunity. This is it. This is your opportunity. It'll help you. It'll enhance your life. It'll enhance your prayer life. It's good stuff. Is that it? These two young gentlemen, praise God. I'm so glad. Love you too, man. I know your heart's for God to begin with. And he, you're really, wherever you're at now, it's going to start to really do some things, praise God. I'm telling you what, it's going to be an advancement for you. It's going to do an advancement for you. So praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody? Okay. How many of you pray, and when you pray, all of a sudden, you get distracted? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was in a denominational church, it was so easy. Hell, may fill the grace of the Lord.
Wonderful, Pastor. When you pray in the Spirit, you cannot be distracted because your spirit man is praying. In other words, you're praying not out of your head. That's why you don't understand what's coming forth. But you're praying out of your belly, you see. And so this way, whether you're in the shower, whether you're driving to work in the car, whether you're on a coffee break, wherever it is, you can pray in the spirit and pray directly from spirit to spirit. Does that make sense? Spirit to spirit. Okay? And you will not be distracted. Now, how many of you now want that gift right now? Stand up, sweetheart. Come on. There's more of you. Good, bro. Good. There's more of you. Come on. You have been distracted. Come on. Be truthful with yourself. You don't want to be distracted. Go ahead. Stand up, Mary. Go ahead. Stand up. Stand up. Oh, there you be. Stand up. Okay. Very good. Come on, come on. There's, there's nothing to be ashamed about, kids. We all prayed in tongues the first time. That's what's going to happen today. Amen? Okay, very, very qu quickly pray with me and say, Father God, I thank you today for your son Jesus. I thank you that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I thank you that Jesus has taken away all of my sins. That he has thrown them into the sea of forgetfulness. And I thank you today for every good gift that comes from you. Baptize me right now in the Holy Spirit and give me my prayer language. Now, open up your mouths. Those who are nearby, just just lay hands on their on the head of the person. Yeah, right on top of their head. Now open up your mouth and make a baby sound. Say "baba." Come on, I can't hear you. Say "baba." Say "kama," "kashamaka," "baba baka," "baba." A little louder. I can't hear you. "Baba shaka," "bubaba kakumashi," "baramashi kamama kuku." Bashaka, O Babaka, Ah, Abaka, Isha, Aba, Aba, Ako, Kama, 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 Shemakaka, Shemakokamakaka, Mama Mashika. Put your hand on that blonde haired lady. Just go put your hand on her head. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Asha Komomokoko, Asha Baboko, Mama Bariando, Bashaka Babriando, Bokoko. Aramashaka, ah, ah, amako, 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 kamambashiki, amashuka baba, aka, akamakoku, akamambare andobokaba, aka. That's it. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Louder. 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 Put the devil to flight right now. Ah, ba, 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 kasha. 
Ashako Bobako to Maramashiki. Ababashiki, Bakoko, Koko, Koshiki. Akama, Akaboromo, Koko. Let me hear it. I think I'm going to go Koko. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. 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 Now listen carefully. Listen carefully. You need to go home and tonight, before tonight, you need to pray in tongues where you're at. Okay? And then tomorrow morning, you need to pray in tongues again. Because guess what? The enemy is a liar. He's a thief. He's going to come to kill, steal, and destroy. He's going to try to take away the gift of God. Don't let him do that. And the way you don't let him do that is by praying in tongues. By praying in tongues. Okay? He's going to say, oh, that was foolishness. He was going to say, oh, that wasn't real. He's going to say everything imaginable to make you feel ashamed and to keep your mouth shut. So you've got to speak out on behalf of Jesus and pray in tongues. One more time. The whole church now. Akashi bikoko. Andi bikoko. Barayanda bashiki mimako. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be